0: Here right now, you're listening to the Matt
1: Madness podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello,
2: everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Paschery. With me this week on our WrestleMania 34 review episode are my good friends, Act 2 Fly, Eric Trembicki.
1: I, I thought we were going to go back to the reigning, defending, <laughs> undisputed world podcast champion after successfully defending it in uh, New Orleans. Did you? Because I didn't hear anything about this. Oh, yeah, man. There's footage. It's all over social media. Um, I wanted a pin prep out there, but I successfully made him tap
2: out. <laughs> I think that's the better way to go. Yeah. Uh, and also, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. The reigning defending European champion. Yes, as always, from Bangor, Maine. Uh, we do have listeners there now. <laughs> um, so, you guys were at WrestleMania. You were there for the weekend. Before we get into it, just a little business to take care of. Listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt, The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Listen to our throwback shows. We have a litany of Road to WrestleMania shows. What ones do we have? 21, 19, 31, 6 and 10. 6 and 10. Yep. Uh, unsanctioned. We haven't done one in a while, but there's a bunch to listen to. Subscribe on iTunes. Five star ratings and reviews.
0: Elroy Prepson on YouTube. And Alo, any merch to move? <clears throat> Yes, yeah, so if you want to embrace the manage, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net, like and you can also head over to colinnebwell.com with promo code MattManage for 10% off your order.
2: All right. Only only working promo code in the business. Uh, you got... <laughs> so you use the... Uh, would, would you consider that the YesLock or the <laughs> STF? Um, or do you have your own name for the it? The Crippler Crossface. Okay. I don't... I, don't I, I, I will <laughs> maybe not take the Crippler <laughs> off and I give it a, a new moniker, but it's definitely a Crossface.
0: <laughs> the Crippled Crossface. Yeah. That <laughs> there works. You go. Um,
2: You guys obviously were in New Orleans for the weekend. The active um, face. Uh. Yes, I was not. <laughs> I like that. I was not able to attend. So, Alo, you went last year. Obviously, you were under the weather right before you got there. I assume that put a little bit of a damper on the weekend. How did you feel about WrestleMania 34 and the weekend in New Orleans?
0: It's a beautiful thing. Um, Bourbon Street is one of the most nicest slash ratchet places I've been to in the Hmm. world. But pretty pretty good uh, explanation. Yes. Yeah, that's the best way. I I loved it. Yeah, that's the best way I could put it. There were um, edibles around (laughs) that could easily hand out. But anyway, Bourbon Street's a really really nice experience. I was with my family that I love oh so much. A lot of good time. I just hate that we had, we were on such time restraints because of wrestling. Because at the time, we, all the be, I told all the guys that the best times we had was when we weren't doing wrestling things. But due to time restraints, we had to get to shows by a certain time and meet up by a certain time. And then and then after the sitting center for four or five hours, you don't want to do anything else because you get restless and you get tired. But I definitely want to go back. Eventually, and hopefully with the same people, including you, we can just do it the the proper way this time and have way more fun. Like The food was excellent. The hospitality was excellent. Everybody was pretty friendly out there except for one asshole. But I I had a really good time. I really did. So
2: you see why I love that city so much. Yes. Why I consider it a home away from home for me. Yes. Uh, Eck, your first trip to WrestleMania, I assume the first time you've been to New Orleans, if I'm correct. Two accurate statements. So give me your thoughts on WrestleMania weekend and New Orleans. Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? Um, The beginning. Geez, the beginning. All right. Well, it started. We had a weirdo
1: pick us (laughs) up. Getting there was great. Checking the hotel. You know, you got your normal travel stuff. Uh, Too much detail already. Jumped on Bourbon Street. Had cocktails. Ate. uh, Had a po' boy sandwich. Was
2: kind of disappointed. What kind of po' boy did you have?
1: Barbecue shrimp. So Is that, that was
2: that was your first mistake.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it was listed as one of the specials, and it was also uh, between like three things. I mm-hmm. asked the uh, bartender, like, which one should I get?" He did point me in that direction. I did have multiple other uh, different good food. I did have a po' boy somewhere else that was much better. That was like the only disappointing po' boy. I still think there's a, a spot at the Voodoo Lounge in Westchester. Better po' boy than any of the ones I had. I had some really good pizza. Oh. Barbecue pulled pork and mm. cinnamon apples. Do not get me started. I can talk <laughs> about the pizza longer than this podcast will last. Um, <laughs> but, but on Decatur Street or no? No, it was bourbon. On bourbon. Okay. Bourbon. Um, it, it, that was great. Um Different since we're still just talking about New Orleans at whole, we had, had fun with pretty much any bartender um, that made was making our drinks. Had a lot of good drinks everywhere we went. For all of our uh, longtime listeners, you guys may know uh, I do tend to drink. I do enjoy. Uh, The occasional alcoholic beverage. So in New Orleans, you can walk out of a bar with your drinking cup, and there's no issue. You stroll into another bar already with a drink. There's no issue. Uber picks you up. You have a six-pack in your hand. (laughs) There is no issue.
2: (laughs) I loved it. Uh, Did you partake in any Abita beers?
1: Yes, uh, we all did. Uh, I think we all bought rounds of them at a mall. Prior to shopping, <laughs> I think we went into the store with a of beers, okay. Amber Ales.
0: One thing I gotta say, when you hang with X Two Fly, you have to have a beer in your hand at all times. <laughs> he handed me a beer on the Uber. Or before we even got to the Uber, we he forced me to take beers, at, drink beers at the um, at the mall. When I got there, I got my first drink. Well, my first drink was on me. Long Island all around, but yeah. nobody wanted any. But at all times, you have to have a drink with X Two Fly. Post
1: Mania, I bought us beers out of a, a cooler somebody was selling. We went out to eat, and I bought a bucket of beers. So it's kind of what I do. Um,
2: so it's a place for you.
1: I have my name written all over it. Uh, I thought at one point there was a big sign in lights that said, welcome here. But it was probably just my imagination. New Orleans was great. Um, I think at one point, I jokingly said, I think this was like midday, late Saturday. Uh, my wife and I were talking and you know referencing to our trip, and would we ever come back here in my head? I was like, this is an awesome one time experience. I'll probably never come here again. I made the joke to her. Sure. When mania returns again, (laughs) I would definitely go to new Orleans again. Um, it was a really good time. Um, I worked with some people that thought I was nuts for going with my wife. (laughs) Um, I know if I were ever to go during the crazier times of the year, maybe a Mardi Gras time, Mm -hmm. I definitely would not be going with her. Um, she was definitely overwhelmed with a lot of it out there. Um, that's, I guess, my reaction to New Orleans. WrestleMania 34, my first WrestleMania I ever attend live. Kind of everything I expected and more. Um, there's a lot of things and opinions I had going into Mania that actually were changed due to the event. Um, and it's, I've, I always say after we review a show that we attend live, um, I'm biased uh, after being there live. You know, you, Prep, and Aaron, you guys all went last year to Orlando. You guys come back, and instantly, the day you guys are back, we're going next year. Mm-hmm. I can't not go.
2: Yeah, I think things changed for me over the course <laughs> of the year, more so
1: than anybody else. Def- definitely for you more so than anyone else. Um, luckily, 35 is going to be a hop, skip, jump away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I definitely am already planning. I think I'll, I would be attending next year for Mania. WrestleMania was a great experience. The weekend uh, there's so much stuff we didn't get to do wrestling-wise. We did get to attend uh, two indie shows, um, it, which was a whole other aspect of the trip, some enjoyable stuff. Uh, one of the greatest matches of the weekend was at Super Supercard of Honor, which you know, pretty much our whole group got to go to as well. I had a great weekend. It was a great trip. It was a great
2: vacation. It was a great experience. I'm happy that you guys had such a fun time. Halo? Yeah,
0: um, and something amongst <clears throat> us on the trip we want to do everything in the world to make you pop and make you happy. <laughs> there wasn't a time by when we saw it or wanted to do something. Ron would love this. I'll tell you right now.
1: I mean, it got so far that Prep went up to somebody that was impersonating you and got a selfie with Yes.
0: Him. In a, in a me costume. Yeah, because I just, we first time we, first thing we walked in at Super, to Super Car Honor, Prep was about to go to his seat. We were about to go our way. I turned around was like, yo, who does that remind you of? <laughs>
2: This was the shaved head bearded guy with yes. the pumas on, right? Yeah.
0: In the hoodie. In C- the hoodie. C- and khaki the cargo. shorts, cargo <laughs> shorts, uh,
1: puma Clydes, um, a wrestling t-shirt and a zip-up hoodie. Bald head and a long yeah. beard. And
0: and then at Mania, two rows behind us, there was another guy that looked just like you. And then to top it all off, where we were sitting, we were sitting by the um The pre-show area, and we see Rosenberg walk by, and we actually got his attention. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was telling
1: him, you're a pash!
2: Run! (laughs) Run! Run! run!" And he's sitting there
1: with his notes, just shrugging
2: his shoulders. He's like, come on, guys, I'm not that guy. (laughs) He's way more handsome than I am and way more charismatic than I am. And way more talented and interesting than I am. So yeah, I don't don't blame him for uh, being a little embarrassed by that comparison. Uh, I appreciate it. I have to give... Prep credit for going in full Cena. Yes, the only way. Headband, wristband, uh, T-shirt, he did pants. Which was kind of disappointing. <laughs> he didn't wear a, a jean short.
1: He was listening he to. Them. He was listening <laughs> too closely. He heard laughs say that Cena should be in mm. jean pants, and he was like, "Oh, okay." I'm, he you know, took Laps advice. To we'll wear get the, the, laugh. the full
2: pants. <laughs> I, I assume we will. Oh my gosh. Um, but Alo, how did this compare to last year's Mania?
0: So you want me to go into my whole rating or?
2: You can do that. I, so I do want to announce I have officially decided or you guys might be upset, but I love it too much. The rating system is now the Jammer's system. <laughs> time out. Well, not, I'm going to turn to 5. Time. All
0: right. We keep the regular rating system but rate matches as Jammer's. I think that's fair. For tonight we definitely
2: can. We have to discuss <laughs> this further. I don't want any dissension on the show, but I love the jammers so much. Well,
1: I, I got to go first. Be, being that it was my first mania, I don't care what anyone says. I'm giving it two different. It was a showstopper. Five
2: jammers. Wow. Halo.
0: I think you should go because I'm I'm a
2: girl. So for me, if I'm going on our original scale, it would fall short of a showstopper. There was a point when it was like on track for one, but being that I was there last year, I think I mentioned this on the show last week, that after the Cena-Miz mixed tag match last year, the crowd was just shot. And it kind of took away from the second half of the show. I felt that after the mixed tag match again this year. Those mixed tags really do them in. They do. So it's just so long it's so hard to stay invested for all that time. Uh, so it, it was on track to be one. I knew it wasn't going to get there. So I would give it a slobber knocker. And if I was going on the jammer system, I'd probably give it the three and a half jammers.
1: So uh, before it goes to Aaron, since he's going to scream, yeah. um, I, again, I, I'm biased. My first one there, I was there live. I have been on record... Countless times saying it doesn't always have to be something I like. if you surprise me, you got my interest. There was more than one time I was surprised um if we want all I didn't consider all these surprises surprises of the good variety though <laughs> no there there wasn't there was there was stuff there that we'll get to that I didn't like and I didn't expect mm-hmm. but there was enjoyment I got out of it um again, I'm pretty sure. For the most part, we kind of put ourselves in that smart fan category, and I know a lot of my predictions were wrong, and I'm not always mad about that. I mean, am I I mad that Jinder Mahal, I didn't predict him, (laughs) and he ends up with the US title? Yes, that's one thing. I also predicted Asuka's streak when it end, and it did, and that was awesome. The fact that I was there live for that, that moment, that match... uh, Five stars. Five jammers. <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm, I'm sold. It was a great show. It was a great experience. We'll dive more into it shortly. All right. Uh,
0: so this mat, Well, this show with... I. All right. How am I going to start this? So like you talked about, the whole the crowd gets exhausted. That's a real thing. You have to experience it to understand what I'm talking about. Because Laugh was just poo-pooing on Triple H versus Ron's last year. But as you stated, and I know... The crowd was just shot. And that's a real thing because you can even show, you can even see that in this show. At, I had to rewatch a lot of the second half of the show because I was just exhausted. Like when Woods played the Dragonzor theme, I had no you idea until it. you told me because <laughs> I was that exhausted. So that's a real thing. So, but, so this show clocked in on the network at five hours and 10 minutes. You cannot keep somebody's attention for five hours and, and 10 minutes. And what time minutes. did you guys get in there? We missed the we first we missed the Andre the Johnson Memorial Battle Royal, so we had to get there maybe around a little after five. So.
2: So you were in there for seven hours.
0: Yeah, just about, just about. So, I'm gonna speak for me. Well, this is my rating, but since I had to rewatch it, it's like I want like the first half of it was a showstopper, hands down, because. We were excited. The crowd was into everything, even when they tried even when they try to throw in the cool down match with the U.S. title. Right. They still had Rusev day in there, and everybody was hot for Rusev day. But the cool down match we actually got was the tag title was on the SmackDown tags. That was actually that was used as the actual cool down match. But even I, even though I thought the even in the the Brian and Shane's match, I thought the crowd was dead. But rewatching that match, the crowd was actually alive. And AJ Nakamura, it wasn't as flat as it felt live. The crowd was just exhausted. Even though the, you... Yes, the crowd was exhausted. You were exhausted during your New Japan match that you actually finally got. But I'm going to give it a high slobber knock because you can't book a five-hour and ten-minute show and make it a showstopper. And that's only because of the main event. Because I think there is... This This will make sense to you because you'll kind of understand where I'm coming from. With, especially with the people we were sitting around... Mm-hmm. And even while at well, the airport, coming on my way home, there are there is a such thing as a diehard casual thinking fan. So they don't know everything that's going on, or understand exactly right. what's going on, or understand the ins and outs of WWE like like how we think they should. But that's what we're here to do. We're here to inform them about this right. Meeting. Like they
2: love it, but they're not. They're just more along for the ride than fully investing into it.
0: Yeah, like and they kind of think some of it is still real. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, the people that we were, I was sitting next to, they were talking about that and they didn't know a lot of things that were actually going on like the, with the Brock Lesnar UFC thing and um I, I believe the, the, Ronda, the Ronda Triple H stuff. They were like up in the air like, oh, okay, well, I guess they don't really understand what the hell's going on. But the main reason I'm giving it a show, I'm giving a high stop, is because the damn main event I My fear with Brock or Roman was Brock wouldn't care. But <clears throat> the other thing why I said about Brock wouldn't care was something else happened in his first time he didn't care at WrestleMania 20. The crowd hijacked that match. Yeah. And no matter what that crowd did, that crowd tried at every chance it got to hijack that match. There were CM Punk chants. There were Johnny Wrestling chants. There were um This Is Boring chants. The chant, there was CM, I said CM Punk chants, right? correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. But the chants weren't getting over. They weren't. They, nothing was sticking. And then I counted three of them. Prep said there was more. But there were three beach balls being thrown throughout the match. Specifically, it started after Brock put Rowan through the table. I don't know, I don't know if you could hear it because you could hear the crowd going, Hey, hey. And then they they'll randomly boo. And then it took away from what Brock was doing because Brock was kind of like, all like, okay, what the hell I got to do? And then they were so disengaged through the entire match I this match kind of mirrored WrestleMania thirty one to a T, except for the announce table spots. Mm -hmm. But the difference in WrestleMania thirty this and WrestleMania thirty one was this whole suplex city thing, Brock doing the suplex thing. That was new. And people loved it. But people are tired of this to an extent. To an extent. And then the crowd, they're blaming Roman, but it's not Roman's fault. It's only what Brock wants to do. You can't blame Roman for that. And a lot of the fans don't understand that, so I think we have to kind of like take it a little easy on, the, on on these on these kind of fans to an extent. But the crowd was just so bad; it took me and Prep out the match. Me and Prep out here, champ- champion Roman Reigns, <laughs> making you proud, like God. And like it was just, it took me out the show so bad, and I just couldn't give it a showstopper after that. Like, like I said, I rewatched the match. In Mer- when I, first thing I saw was like okay this is exactly what 31 was without Rollins. It, it was less of a fight than what 31 was but God that crowd was so terrible. I'm glad that you didn't come because right before when, when that beach ball stuff started, we me and prep said you would hate this <laughs> because it was
1: I still wish you were
0: there <laughs> yeah, I do too but it was ridiculous like that crowd was horrible and like, like you always say, what like No matter what, you're still taking the L because you gave them your money. You can leave early all you want, but you're still giving these people your money. So you're not affecting it. And I hate, I hate how WWE fans, they think that they can just take over a show and hijack a show when the match is already going on. No matter what, it doesn't matter what you say or do. They got your money, and that's all that matters.
2: Right. If you're complaining about it on Twitter, you're helping them trend on Twitter. <laughs> if you're complaining about it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever you're helping their ultimate cause. If you're buying a ticket, you're giving them money. If you bought a replica title belt, you gave them your money. So, I saw these losers that I don't know who they are. They they posted some walkout petition basically to WWE saying, "If you don't make if you don't make Nakamura and AJ Styles the main event, we're going to walk out." And I was roasting this account <laughs> Like, numerous times throughout the weekend, just saying, basically, you're losers. Like, you gave them your money. It doesn't matter. Like, grow up. N- then I, I tweeted them again, I think, on Monday, saying, maybe you guys should try a, a, de- more, a, different approach. Yeah, a more reasonable approach, saying, don't buy their merchandise. Don't buy their tickets. Actually cancel the network instead of just tweeting that you're going to cancel it. If you are not giving them your money and you get enough people to follow and say, hey, we hate what they're doing, let's stop supporting them, that will lead to a change eventually. But booing will not. Chanting will not. Saying you hate this guy, it will not do it. Hijacking the show, it will make no difference because they're getting the money. They're trending on social media like they want to. They have people writing stories about them in national publications, and they're and they're making more money than ever, apparently. So, because they're in all these different markets, you don't matter enough, your voice doesn't matter enough to make any kind of change. Your money does, though. Your money does matter. Not only that. So, again, I'll
1: go in two different directions, but about the main event. One, like my statement with the rating, I think pretty much for the most part, and, you know, the prediction show, I mean, we all predicted Roman was going to win. Roman did it. Boom. Surprise. And it was like, the crowd almost got a pleasant surprise, or at least the
2: portion that was booing Roman. They were But that's the thing, stung. I don't think they did. Like, I felt like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't there, but it's like these people spent 20 minutes booing Roman. We don't want Roman to win the title. Roman shouldn't be the champion. I'm so tired of Roman. And then Brock wins, and all these same people are like, oh, now we have this part-timer as our champion. Well, so it's like you're gonna be mad
1: either I, way. I haven't watched it back, so uh, that match at least. So I don't know what it sounds like there. This is where like Vince is almost like a sick genius, and it's almost annoying. Where, okay, it, again, we don't know the length of. So Brock resigns. We don't know if it's for a month, a year, six months, whatever it is. So okay, Roman does it Roman loses. He, he won a chamber. He loses that mania. We'll put them in a steel cage in Saudi Arabia. Roman's going to win the title in a crowd that's going to love him. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to rewatch that <laughs> on the network, and they're going to replay that all the time mm-hmm. whenever they do any Roman package, and it's going to show thousands and thousands and thousands gonna and look thousands. It's going to look like of- thousands
2: of me mm-hmm. out there chanting and cheering for Roman Reigns. Yeah, and so he wins it. We might as well just get to this match now. Main event. I didn't think the match, I saw a lot of people on social media talking about, oh, the, the main event just killed the show. The match didn't kill the
0: show. the you crowd. The, show. the crowd killed the show. Yeah, but the thing is, they tried so hard. Eric, when, we re, when you rewatch it, you could hear them trying to start the chants, but they're not picking up because they don't know what the chant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember sitting there and like, and no chant really would last. It was literally like, I, n- I remember Unji sitting next to me and she's like, anytime she would finally understand what the chant was, it, it ended.
2: Yeah. So I went into this, I was just waiting to come on this show and just laugh my ass off for the first ten minutes that Roman is the champion and there's nothing anybody oh, can do Oh, one
0: on more that. thing. Yeah. I got a rating from the Babyface Ronald Lloyd. Okay.
2: <laughs> all right. Also his first WrestleMania. Yes.
0: All right. His rating is a showstopper. His favorite part was Xavier playing the Dragonzor thing. <laughs> his match night was the mixed tag. It delivered in all levels for me, Ronda... Rhonda was better than expected. Even Stephanie delivered another great many we more uh, we're brothers. You can want I say this. Another great many performance by Triple H.
2: <laughs> You've never been more brotherly in oh that moment God. right there.
0: And the worst part, the WWE Universe and the crowd, you suck. If you want to play a beach ball, go to the beach. but when you're at mania enjoy the art happening before your eyes you don't have to agree with the booking but just show some respect to the performers you chant you deserve it but maybe you don't deserve them next time (laughs) stay home because you ruined the experience for everyone around you thank you baby face (laughs) how long have i
2: been hammering (laughs) that point home that these people make it unenjoyable to be there um yeah, this match, there was nothing that could have happened that these people would have accepted. Yeah. They were going to do everything in their power to take away from it, to tear it down. Maybe they've heard me yelling that you you idiots boo Roman his whole way out to the ring and then you're chanting this is awesome multiple times during the match. It never got to that point that I can recall. Uh, I thought the match was fine. Roman, a ton of blood, which I didn't... I said there was going to be color in that match. I didn't expect that much. Um... And that was a real cut too. Yeah. That wasn't a, a pack. Yeah, and he even had that big lump on his yeah. forehead. Uh I must an in that. But yeah, nobody nobody wanted Roman to win, but nobody wanted Brock to leave their champion either. And now Brock has resigned and nobody really wants
0: that. Yeah, cuz I'm interested like Eric said about him resigning cuz the first report that came when he, came out when he said they say he resigned, it was a multi-year, and then I heard it was a short then a few hours later they said it was a short-term deal. So is this do you think this is just him dropping a title in, at the Greatest Rumble, and then that's it? Let's hope. I will it, say I hope so. I hope so, too, because they're also saying he's under contract for both UFC and WWE. So we don't really know the details. I don't think we ever will until after the the Greatest Rumble happens. But like you said, that's the only chance to actually get Roman a positive reaction is winning in Saudi Arabia.
2: Yeah, I I don't know what... I really don't know what the hell it is they think Brock Lesnar is. He's not a draw. He's just a guy. Yeah. There's not one person I know that will say, oh, Brock Lesnar? Nobody. He's not a draw anymore. He was at one time. There's nothing special about him. There's nothing interesting about him. He goes out and does the same thing in every match. So I don't know why they think he's so important, but he's not. And hopefully this is very short-term. Hopefully this was just so... People didn't react to the obvious Roman Championship win at WrestleMania. And like you guys said, to get the, the good reaction in Saudi Arabia, that is a big match to give them there. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, in, in the like, cage. I'm
2: cool with that. Fine. Hopefully, it's over after that. Uh, and I, there was one thing during, uh, we're talking about Saudi Arabia. Coach said something at one point during Raw. You know, this this is shaping up to be the best card since WrestleMania. It's the first card (laughs) since WrestleMania, Coach. It's the next thing. So, obviously, it's the best card because it's the only card since WrestleMania. Um, Yeah, so I was upset, if only because I was really looking forward to being, like, the ultimate troll. And I kind of had to eat my words a little bit and swallow my pride. But... Yeah, I didn't think the match was bad. I just thought the entire atmosphere around it was, like, impossible to deal with. And I am glad I wasn't there because seven hours into the night, I absolutely would have dropped somebody. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind that I would either punch somebody in the face or throw somebody over the railing. Because it was the guys were close to, to the seats. railing, yep. right? Because yep. I saw Rosenberg walk by. Yeah, something bad would have happened if I was there. Um
1: <laughs> So, Imagine Paz jumping over the railing on top of Rosenberg (laughs) Twins are fighting!
2: Twins are fighting! There's one really handsome one and one really boring, untalented one Uh, So, for me, the surprise of the night For me, the match of the night Raw tag champions? No, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle defeating Stephanie McMahon in Triple H This may fall into the category that I always talk about Of when the expectations are low, it's really easy to be happy with the end result, I thought this was going to be a train wreck. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Let's not forget. It was forget. surprisingly good. The crowd was on fire Let's for on. It. it. It came across great on TV. Um, huge success. I, like I said, I thoroughly – I was so happy when this ended. Speaking of success, Joe Laff rated it match of the night. He
0: did. But <laughs> I swear to God – Right after this, first of all, I had to I I had to like tell him and make fun of him, like, well, your main event's happening in the first hour of the show. Laugh. Then second of all, can I? Do, I just want to say something
2: because I, I don't want this to get left out. Okay. Because you did say that. Laugh started a group a group chat. I guess because laugh was on the show with Alo, Joey, and me. He had a group chat going with me, A-Lo, uh, Mister Sexy Punakonda, C.K. Joe Rodermel, and himself. And. He laugh texted something and then Joey texted us. Saying, like, well, Laugh, your main event is already happening. And Laugh is like holding on. (laughs) Oh no, the entrances haven't (laughs) happened yet. It still could be the main event. And then I theorized maybe Undertaker comes out now. We get the Undertaker Cena match, and maybe it postpones this to the main event, and Laugh goes, There's always a chance. So he was holding on until they were in the ring that it might still main event the show. And I had to give him credit for holding on to that so tight. Yeah. (laughs) you really
1: need to give him credit for claiming me it was the match of the night, and, and then, then taking si- it back 16 hours later, <laughs> no. complaining of uh accessory or an uh entrance vest. because
0: he had a small NXT patch at the bottom of his vest next to motorhead next to his motorhead patch saying you're pandering to the boy. Are you kidding me? Like, but it's not part of his character. You know how petty that is. R- r- really, he's reaching more than a Reed Richards patch. Like, really, <laughs> really. I
2: I don't agree wholeheartedly with that. I do agree to a small degree because I do think he's I think he needs to choose. Is he the NXT hero or is he the game the king of kings? I don't I feel like he can't keep being both.
0: Well, Pat, no matter what, we going to throw Lars opinion about that in the tub. That's what we that's what we going to do. We are going to forget about that. Yeah. But I applaud him for being honest. But then he took it back uh, the next, the less than twenty four hours later. But it's still in his heart, match of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this was not my match tonight. But this was the most entertaining match of the night. Like I thought, Steph- like Stephanie, she she uh, she botched a I'm couple. I'm glad of su- you said that. it. Was, it
2: was the most fun I had through the night. It yeah. was not my match. It was, it's
0: not my match, and the most entertaining match of the night.
1: But, it's Joe Laugh's match of the night.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I thought that they pulled everything out of this. Like even Triple H, like even put a Ronda over and to saying, look, I got this. I got this. And allowing, even though, even though it's on the mixed tag rules, allowing him, to allowing the ref to fight, let him, let Ronda fight him. And he didn't even throw any blows back at her. So I thought that was a big deal even so her more as a badass because she's the UFC, um, the UFC fighter. So that, they had to, Actually, get that out there, and it was at a certain point. I thought Triple H and Stephanie were actually gonna win, but you also gotta give Stephanie credit too because Stephanie's out there selling like a champ, except for that one bad um, suplex Rhonda did. Stephanie didn't, I don't think she curled right and curled right Mm -hmm. when she was in the air. We thought, I thought she almost actually killed Stephanie, but (laughs) I thought they told a lot of people
1: would have not been sad, (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah. But I thought they sold this, I thought they sold this entire thing very well. And I think after this performance, I think Rhonda. It's, it's all about well, you gotta think about what they're gonna do with her down the road, cause it's all about what now with Ronda. But I think this performance, it kinda silenced what everybody thought that was gonna happen, because there a lot of us thought it was gonna be a lot of negative stuff and this match wouldn't come come across that great except for Stephanie. Um except for Rhonda whenever Rhonda put Stephanie in the arm bar. But the reception for the entire match was really great. And now even on row when they put when she did it again to Stephanie with her <laughs> her arm in the sling, mm-hmm. which I thought was fantastic. Ryan is Ron is in a good in good hands right now, but it's all about what happens next for her.
2: Yeah, this bought her some time. People really enjoyed it. I don't. I didn't see anything with anyone trashing her yet. No, well, no. The if only, anything, this raised her a level for well, people. Speaking of the crowd, I mean, the
1: only thing that was really rough during this is we had like a five six year old girl in front of us with her father. And they're both sitting there in Ronda Rousey, Rowdy shirts. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, they got prep right behind them. And, uh, our, our, <laughs> our producers oh, God, are going to yeah. have to edit this. But you got, fuck you, Ronda! <laughs> and, I mean, we got it on recording like five times. And literally, the guy had to pull his daughter out and say, stood in the aisle and finished the match.
2: Yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. I did see that chant on a group chat. Um,
1: He's a special breed.
2: Yeah, but I thought she did it. She did a great job. I'm happy for her. I, I think we can all well say we were did. surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, she—it's amazing. You
1: almost—I know me. I almost questioned. Like, she had a bad spot or a with Dana Brooke and throwing people around, and then you got to see her move in that match. And you're like, was that a work? Because she, I think, only over-delivered anyone's highest expectations.
2: I think part of it is she wasn't in there with an actual wrestler and Stephanie, so it limited what people were expecting to see. If she was out there with Sasha, people might not like it so much because I don't think she could keep up in a wrestling capacity. Um, yeah,
0: but but also I think to an extent she well it goes hand in hand. She, she may look better in a match with Sasha than with Stephanie. It, it goes hand it goes hand in hand because St- St- Stephanie. Rhonda's more skilled than Stephanie, so it looks a little bit different. But if she's in there with Sasha, I think a lot of Rhonda's moves will look better on on Sasha instead of Stephanie. I mentioned that suplex, but it goes hand in hand. And again,
1: my comparison is she looked better in there with Stephanie than when she did when she was throwing Dana Brooke around.
0: Right, and I think part
2: of it is when she's in there with someone who's not as good as her, it makes her look better by default, and you're not expecting it. I think if we were expecting this to be a great match we might not be as excited about it as we are. I think because we thought it was going to be a train wreck, it was a pleasant surprise, and we all came out on the positive end of it. Yeah. But I did think she looked good. I don't want to take anything away from her. I loved it, but but she was stone cold on Monday night.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> and then also to her defense, they didn't have her do like... Wrestling moves, she stuck to a lot of moves she knew, like she was right. a lot of strikes, a lot of judo moves. So they actually, she wasn't out there doing snap mares and right. and scoop slams and stuff like, <laughs> and stuff like that. But they stuck to what she they stuck to what she was good at, and then like it's like even the flips into the arm bars, it all looked fantastic. So they stuck to her strengths in this match.
2: Yeah, and a complaint for commentary on Monday night, and I know Michael Cole didn't come up with this himself, but when he said they should call her Rebel Rousey, Oh, stop, dude, don't. <laughs> It's so stupid. Just stop with the foolishness already. I did see, I don't know if it's been made official, but I think UFC signed a deal with ESPN and NBC, which means they will no longer be part of Fox Sports, which I think means WWE may sign a deal with Fox, and Fox may own WWE at some point in the next couple years, which may mean a lot of changes. I think it would mean a two-hour Monday Night Raw, which we I know we'd all welcome. What it means other than that, I really don't know. But I think with UFC leaving Fox, I think that means WWE will take their place. Uh, we have to find out more information. Maybe we could talk about it next week. But I'm actually kind of excited about that. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, how was this for you guys in the in the arena? Special. Uh, I'll take
1: this first because again, I've been on record prior to the past couple months. You know, always saying how I was never a Daniel Bryan fan. Um, during pre pre retirement, you know, I never really was a big fan. Uh, you know, good in ring work. Never got behind the character. I was the only one in the Wells Fargo Center laughing when he got eliminated early at the twenty fifteen Rumble. It was a special moment. Um, the the crowd was unglued when he came out. Seeing him go out there, he didn't miss a beat. Uh, it, it was something you just I, I can tell you this much when we bought our WrestleMania tickets, something that wasn't going through my head was you know, there was a the chance you might have Brian versus Shane. but it was't <clears throat> like, okay cool, I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm gonna see Daniel right. Brian in a ring. It, it's awesome. I'm happy for him.
2: Yeah, me too. Alo
0: other than the yes chant the crowd was tired because <laughs> it's crap like the crowd knew we we weren't to we weren't have to like go crazy and chant yes but this was one of those matches that was like a tired point for for the crowd that I thought that one of them actually I did rewatch and it did come across better on TV than what it, than what it did actually live. Um, Shane held his own in the beginning but they also did the infamous Dan Bryan spot where he got knocked out They pl- playing off his injury Shades history. Shane's a WrestleMania yeah. 30. Yeah, they're playing off his injury history but then comes back, come back and makes the save to save Shane and then I thought he was fantastic after that. As Cole would say, "Vintage Daniel Bryan." Yeah. A lot of times, and every every time he falls now, or takes because he was out there working his Daniel Bryan style, he didn't lo- he didn't lose a beat. And when at, he started running the
2: ropes, he was so fast. Yeah, I was yeah. He, really he thrilled yeah, about he
0: really that. didn't lose a beat. He looks like his his old normal self, and I'm looking forward to see what he did. We got a tease of what to come on SmackDown, but I don't think he's going to stay on SmackDown, right? Because we got the shakeup coming the next mm-hmm. week.
2: Um. I really enjoyed the beginning segment of the match with Shane. I loved him coming out on fire, selling the uh, umbilical hernia. <laughs> I thought he sold his ass off at the beginning. One of the, Again, one of those rare times when you feel sympathetic towards someone. You don't feel that all the time. And then, of course, Daniel making the save is perfect. I thought this match, I had a lot of fun watching it. Um... And I would say it delivered what I expected it to. There was a point, though, at the beginning when Daniel gets hurt before the match starts when I'm like, is he maybe really not cleared? (laughs) And they're just going to have him run in there for 30 seconds at the end and win it. So I was actually worried about that, that maybe he's not really cleared. They just brought him out there to get him on the card, and they'd only let him work for a little bit. Clearly, I was happy to be wrong about that because... Like Alo said, we got full-on Daniel Bryan the rest of the way. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, On Raw, as you mentioned, we got Daniel Bryan against AJ Styles. That was a lot of fun. Or in SmackDown. Yeah, uh, a a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I was happy to see it. I I don't know what show he's going to end up on. Raw. Yeah, (laughs) I I, kind of hope so. I feel like that's where he belongs. Yeah. and I just want to hit on real quick, I loved Sammy and Kevin showing up on Raw with Kurt Angle. I feel so like good. too many people, I mean, obviously Kurt Angle killed that segment,
1: but I, I feel like it, when people are talking about the call-ups and the, the returns from Raw, people keep skipping over the fact that Owens insane showed up there.
2: Yeah, it got kind of overshadowed. But Kurt saying, I hear TNA is high. <laughs> was the greatest thing it of all time. was awesome. I, I, that might trump the whole New Anytime you get a legitimate, oh, reaction from an entire crowd, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, there was no finish to their match, though, right, no. on Raw?
0: Double, so, double
2: count that or So they, neither one of them ha- currently has a contract with WWE, correct? I think this
0: will be fun, especially next week. I think are they like
2: fun. the uh, Heath Slater of this
0: year? I, I think <laughs> it'll be really fun. If they are, it, it carries off a little bit. Yeah, so did
2: it, did this deliver for you, though, the the match at Mania?
0: Yeah, it did. I
2: would love it. What if they go back to NXT and want to be a tag team there? I wouldn't hate that either. It would give me a reason to start watching NXT again. Um, yeah, but I, I thought this lived up to, up to what I expected. I really enjoyed getting to see Daniel back again. Congratulations again to him. Uh, we might as well segue this into the WWE Championship match because... Shinsuke Nakamura got in the middle of the AJ Bryan, AJ and Daniel Bryan match. And it's saving his own career right now. Saving his career. I thought this match was blah. Alo, I know you said in the arena it didn't come off as well as it did when you watched it. When I was watching it, I was bored. I wasn't interested in it. Uh, I was kind of like really happy that it seemed yeah. like people were not enjoying it, obviously. I was too. Um, and there's no one on earth that can tell me that was a great match, because it wasn't. And I saw on Twitter a lot of people making excuses. Oh, it was just too late in the show. The crowd couldn't be into it. Guess what, geniuses? You all wanted it to main event the show. What? So it would have <laughs> been even later.
0: And, it's, and then second of all, what does that have to do with the in-ring work? Right. Nothing. It's, just, it's all about how, the crowd can be tired all they want, but that's has nothing to do with how the match was supposed to be booked or what was supposed to be happening in the ring. Now, I rewatched this match cuz like I said the crowd was dead and you've you've also said that the match wasn't as bad as flat as I thought it was. I thought there were a lot of good transitions in the match. I thought the finish was fantastic when AJ countered the Kinshasa into the Styles Clash, but the the end the, the end the post match was more eventful than what actually happened in the mm-hmm. ring cuz I thought the in-ring work until until almost the latter half of the match was pretty like Dead and basic, and I also told you the bathroom line was full. But I waited to go to the bathroom because <laughs> I knew everybody would be sitting down watching it, watching the new the new Japan match. And that's what happened. I went right in and took a piss. But the match was okay. Yeah, I, I looked at it
2: like it was fine.
0: Yeah, it was fine. I I, I, I I'm noted on saying that Wrestle Kingdom is not going to touch Wrestle Kingdom ten match. Now the WrestleMania match may not t- touch Wrestle Kingdom ten, but I think the matches they'll have after this. Well, top Russell King, main top Russell Kingdom ten, because now we actually have some more substance in this whole story and actually have more of a storyline with what happened. What happened post match with Nakamura turning on AJ?
2: Yeah, Shinsuke turns on AJ. He comes out on SmackDown. He does a trolling. Speak so Sorry, good. no speak English. This is the most excited I've been for him on the main roster. Uh, I even thought when he stepped into the ring during that match.
0: Yeah, he just came in from the crowd and slid in like. And I,
2: I actually like, I felt something for the first time. And I was like, I'm I'm here for this. So I'm looking forward to what's next. I enjoyed it. So, Eck, you feel the same way, that this catapulted him for you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the, it, the emotion of when
1: he went for the low ball, I was like, man, this is really like, you know, I, and again, there's a whole different culture in Japan. So, he's on his knees presenting the belt to AJ. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I guess it's just the culture. And then, wham! With the low blow, and that was like one of nine low blows AJ had to take that mm-hmm. <laughs> weekend. Um, and when he came out on SmackDown, you know, I'm enjoying the match, uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ, and I think, you know, everyone knew Shinsuke's coming. Um... I kind of thought his music was going to hit and he was going to come out. And then when he came out, and I love, you know, they're already kind of presenting him different. Since he's coming out and attacking, he's got like that entrance jacket on and he goes out and he attacks both of them. I love that he didn't leave Ryan to not get any. He, he served Ryan up a kick. He gets on AJ again. I, I, I'm interested. I'm hooked. I need to see it again.
2: Yeah. I also loved, I kept seeing on Twitter during the match, oh, you people can't appreciate a slow build. Again, the whole match was slow. You didn't build, you ultimately just built to what happened after the match. I I never thought the match was a great match. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for heel Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm really excited to see where this goes. Um, And yeah, he, he looked like a different person on SmackDown this week than what we've seen since he's been on the main roster. Um, any other thoughts about Nakamura or AJ? Nothing?
1: Okay. Smackdown-wise, I got no other news. Ex- uh, except for the show. Mania-wise, okay. wise none.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, oh, what was the other thing that?
1: Oh, well, Smack- uh, Smackdown, you know, with the, the call-ups. The- oh, I the-
2: thought you meant about one of those yeah, two yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, intercontinental Championship match. I thought this was an excellent opener. Great, thought it was a threat. smart one to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was awesome to see Seth get that accomplishment. He's now won a world title and an intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Um, loved this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, how long before The Miz wins it back? Because they are going to let him break that record, I think. For longest reigning. Does he take time off? As Laugh mentioned the show last week.
1: Obviously, you know, I'm not going to give no praise here to the Miz or how he needs the belt. Um, the Hall of Fame, Jeff Jarrett put him over as what he's done with Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I'm not here to belittle that. I do think he needs something fresh for his character. I do think it won't hurt if, you know, he's got a, a few week old baby mm-hmm. at home. Take a month, two months off, and then I think when he comes back, he needs to do something different. Um, I don't want him winning a world title, but maybe that, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the story he needs to put himself in. I don't in. want
2: him to, but
1: maybe he should. I, no, maybe that's the story he should go. I'm just thinking like the Intercontinental title
2: is the story he's been in for the past two years yeah. straight. Yeah, and I think it's been good for him. And but I, I do agree with Laugh that I, I do think he deserves a world title for what he's done the last couple of years.
1: So also, we've seen over the past month two different times where we had to see or in Raw, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. So I get it. We're probably I think Seth's going to retain over over Balor, or I'm sorry, over Miz at Backlash. And then he's probably going to retain in the ladder match in Saudi Arabia, and then we're going to get a feud between him and Balor. But I, I don't want that to last forever because it's like I've already seen that without the title so mm-hmm. many times. I mean, I guess it makes sense if Balor's eventually going to win it. But I would love to see Seth do something good with that belt, run with it, defend it, and put on clinics with countless different people.
0: Yeah, hey, Lo. <sighs> I'm up in the air with what's going to happen at, at post backlash but I thought the match was like really good I this was my second match of the night perfect way to start I love Seth's entrance with the game of Thrones thing I thought that was fantastic mm-hmm. with blue contacts Miz even Miz even like really showed up in this match I, I thought like, I loved his skull the finale at the top bro it he didn't land at all but he he did he did a good job with that mm-hmm. and even Rollins and ballor they've been they even followed up with what they've been doing the last two weeks from an in-ring perspective and Rollins, like you said, he's been the high, the highest guy from the in ring perspective the last month and a half on Raw, and he finally has something to show for it because he hasn't had any substance or anything, to, anything really to do for the past six months since Ambrose got, and especially since Ambrose got hurt. So I'm happy for for Rollins, and actually it's, it's somewhat something new. But leaning into the shakeup, there's more things that can be come out of this, especially some new matchups. But to what you guys are saying about with the Miz, I mean, what Rollins gonna do with the IC title? As, as of right now, I know during the UK tour, he's supposed to be facing ballot for the title.
2: Really? So, one other, like, shout-out to The Miz. I know it was mentioned on the show last week, I think. I don't remember who it was. It might have been Laugh. It might have been somebody else saying that Miz was great on commentary. Me. It was you. Yeah. But said that he slipped out of character talking about his Daughter. newborn baby. Mm-hmm. I love that he found a way to make Monroe part of his character. (laughs) I died when he said, when my newborn child Monroe was watching me lose that championship, (laughs) my wife told me that you made Monroe cry. (laughs) And that made my wife cry. And when I heard that, I cried. (laughs) I was dying at that line. I thought it was so funny. Because, yeah, maybe he's not supposed to be the father of the year, but that he's using that in such an annoying way is hysterical to me, so I loved it. Um, I, I do think it might be good for him to step away for a bit and then come back, and it'll be a big deal when he comes back. Because if they want to run with with Balor and Rollins, I don't know what you do with The Miz at the moment. So I think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for him to take a short break. Um, I hope Seth gets to have like a good run with this, though. Even if he ultimately loses it to Balor in a month or two, I hope that they get to I hope do something Seth well
1: with it. holds it for one title reign, and it's longer than Pedro Morales <laughs> in that one single reign.
2: I'm curious. Give me hour-long clinics on roll. Do you think there's any chance that Seth Rollins in the Intercontinental Championship get moved to SmackDown?
0: I, yes. I, I'm up in air because they, they swapped the mid-card titles last time. So, like, even with this whole shakeup, we can kind of get into that. Who do you have swapping shows?
2: I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. And I don't even know who. I think Daniel Bryan's going to go to Raw. I think Daniel and Seth would be the pick two stars. I mean,
1: so, I mean, they did do that swap with the titles. You're right. And, I mean, that kind of literally was just going through my head a couple minutes ago. Do you guys ever see, because when they used to do the draft or whatever they would call it, They've done times where the world title would go over to SmackDown and the WWE title would ever go to Raw. Mm-hmm. Do we ever see the Universal title go to SmackDown and they switch it and put blue leather? Or are they going to throw a red belt over there? Are they going to avoid doing that forever? I don't think they'll avoid doing it forever. Um, Not that the leather needs to per se change, but is that a possibility?
2: Maybe. I, I could see Rusev Day going to Raw.
0: Because I had to think real hard about it. I have Brian going to Raw. I think Braun's going to SmackDown. Tag teams, that's up. Oh, Charlotte,
2: I think, is going to go to Raw.
0: I, I thought about that, but my thing is, like, they're talking about doing Charlotte versus Rousey next year WrestleMania. I would think you want to keep them away from each other, maybe have one of them win the Rumble next year. So I'm not sure about that. I think, I think Naomi and Natty may go to Raw. Probably more Natty. I had the Usos going to Raw, but they got the title match at the Great Rumble. It's really, I know Jeff's going to SmackDown, hands down. Cause they, even when they put the his um his his Tron up, he had his own old hard music with his own name on it. So I'm like, okay, I think he's going to SmackDown. I'm almost one hundred percent, hundred percent sure that's going to happen. But I'm not sure because it's it's really tough. Maybe new Day go back to Raw, but do you really want to put him back on Raw? Do you deserve to go back? Deserve to go to Raw because that's different, new and different matchups. But it's. It's not as clear as it was last year because last year I think we hit almost everything on the call and we had a few surprises. But the ones we did name, they ended up did they ended up switching.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I think I think my nitpick with it, kind of with with what Aaron's saying there, is I think a lot of stuff I want to see it's like them reversing, like Rusev going back to Raw, but he was doing the shakeup last time. Yeah, that's that, or, like, that, that, or like New Day going back, yeah. but it's like I'm almost like Raw needs the New Day. Raw needs Rusev. But then, it, but then at the same time, like SmackDown needs a lot Yeah. because it, this has been this is the most interesting SmackDown since Owens attacked Vince. Yeah, it's been the best one. Yeah, in a so
0: while. it's like this one is. And
1: like, but but don't get me wrong, Raw is still better.
0: Yeah, like this, it's up in the air because it's like they can do a lot of things this time because whatever they do, I think they'll they'll fix SmackDown no matter what because SmackDown was so refreshing. Not seeing Shane argue with Daniel or in in Owens and in face yeah. for once.
1: Yeah, agreed. And and then again, if the shakeup's going to be this week, I guess well, I guess to already answer what I'm gonna, I'm going to say. If they got they already have like every championship's going to be defended in Saudi Arabia. So, if they're going to do this, are they going to do it like they could what I think they could do, throw Roman. I mean, you, you if you let's say they want to switch the main main titles. So you so throw AJ AJ over on um, AJ goes to Raw, Roman goes to SmackDown. They both defend the titles, and let's say like Roman's a SmackDown guy facing Brock from Raw, and he wins the Universal title and takes it with him to SmackDown. I mean, even if those aren't the matchups, but that's what's going to have to happen in some way. I mean, there's going to be someone that's going to get sent over to SmackDown or to Raw, and they're going to face someone from their old brand and bring a belt with them.
2: Right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen at all. Um, I'm curious to see what it is, though. If it's just like last year, where it's like, oh, this person just showed up on Raw, this person just showed up on SmackDown, or if we'll see maybe a reason why some of this stuff happens. My guess is they will take the easy way and people will just show up on different shows. Uh, so my actual match of the night, the Rousey match was my the most fun, but the match of the night for me, and Alo, I'm assuming same for you. Was Charlotte and Asuka. Yes. Undisputed. So Six jammers. Now, while, while it was going on, I'm sitting there watching at one point, thinking, this is one of my favorite women's matches of all time. Then I was really bummed that Asuka lost. Because I felt like, to me, this story was about Asuka becoming the champion, not about the streak being defeated. I thought... There might have been a better way to defeat the streak. But then I just started thinking, I've made this comparison before, that the TV show lost. My brother-in-law hated the way it ended. And so he'll talk about it now, like, oh, it's the worst show ever. I'm like, well, yeah, but you can't take away all the hours you enjoyed it, all the hours we spent talking about it, or every week when it would end, you'd be calling me 30 seconds later to talk about the show, or when it would be off over the summer. And we'd be theorizing about what's going to happen when it comes back on. The way it ended can't take away from all the, the other, you know, 110 episodes that you loved. So just because I didn't love how it ended, I can't take away how much I loved the match. And you made the point earlier in the show that you thought it was awesome you got to be there for that moment when the streak ended. So I could see it being a little different for you. I just, I wanted to see Asuka... Come out the champion, and I didn't think Charlotte needed to end the streak. I uh,
1: Again. It, but
2: the match the, was awesome.
1: The match was awesome, and like you just said, I mean, it might have been... Charlotte's greatest match ever I mean it's been said countless times in the show Her best This is my matches. favorite
2: women's match that didn't involve Sasha Banks
1: I was, I was going to say It's always been said her best matches have been with Sasha And, and this was insane mm-hmm. I mean Sasha and Asuka Recently had an amazing match on Raw I mean, This was special And it was one of those things Where I thought it was going to be cool going into it I thought Charlotte would lose I thought we would see a new champion I thought the predictability We didn't get to predictability, and I love that. Again, with what you're saying about your comparison to loss, no one, you know, Roman is getting, quote-unquote, shoved down people's throat, and he loses to Brock in the main event. Mm -hmm. And then people are going to shit on him afterwards for that and how he's a waste or he's not doing anything right. Asuka this loss wasn't a waste, though, because if they would have done what was almost rumored, so if she would have lost a year later to Ronda Rousey, that would have been predictable. This was special because you you didn't see it coming. If you were in the Superdome, you didn't see it coming. If you were at a friend's house, you didn't see it coming. If you were in your bedroom at home, you didn't see it coming. If you were in your car watching it on your phone, (laughs) you didn't see it coming. That was special it takes nothing away from the match. It takes nothing away from Asuka. Asuka loses zero credibility from this. I think this was perfect. I don't think it could have went any better.
2: Yeah, so the one thing I'll say that I thought about it afterwards is now Asuka's story is not about the streak anymore, which is probably good. And now her story will be more about her quest to become a champion. And that may be more interesting than her just holding on to a streak. So, Alo, your match of the night... Give me your thoughts.
0: Well, speaking of Asuka, maybe Asuka moves to SmackDown. We just told about shake-up stuff, so that, that's another thought. But is it, I thought this match was fantastic. Eric hit on predictability. That's one thing WWE did with this card was they swerved everybody because I got video evidence of Prev losing his mind when Asuka yeah. uh, tapped out, and the whole crowd lost it because we did not expect that at all. I said, I thought this match was fantastic. This whole, The whole Spanish fly... I didn't expect that at all, even though the crowd popped for that more than they did with the cruiserweight match. But I didn't expect that at all. I thought these two women they worked very well together. Oscar locking in the, um, trying in the Oscar locking the armbar at the same, uh, on, on numerous occasions. That suplex from the ring apron to
2: the floor. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I saw you when I did that. I thought about you I was like, oh god, because Charlotte tried to get her on the apron, but Oscar ended up suplexing onto on the outside, which I thought was really nice. I really thought this was a really physical match. And how about? Like the small touch of like uh, Charlie with the hurt shoulder, but Charlotte winning with the one-armed mm-hmm. figure eight was fantastic. Yeah. But like, Oscar losing is kind of like a gift and a curse. It's like okay, she got that loss on her on her mark, but how do you book her going forward? Is she gonna lose in the big match? Is she just gonna lose casually on the regular now? So it's like, how are you gonna how are you gonna get her mystique back up? Like I said, maybe she does go to SmackDown. In Charlotte, just go to roll But even though Charlotte was a part of the, the swap last year, we we don't we don't know we don't know yet, and we, we have to wait and see to, to see how that's going how that's going to turn out to be.
2: Yeah, and as much as in the moment I was disappointed by the result when it happened, I felt the same way when Sasha lost the Triple Threat in their first Mania in Dallas. Like I, I really thought that whole week was leading up to it's going to be the crowning moment for Sasha Banks, and it wasn't. And I had that, like, deflated feeling. And I felt that immediately. But now it's like, okay, well, clearly they used Asuka to build up Charlotte. She's the one who defeated Asuka. She's the one who was ready for Asuka. Now, if her story is next year facing Ronda Rousey, that was what they needed to do to make her the one that Ronda Rousey would be coming after. And... Asuka, yeah, I don't know exactly what they do, but I still think she's going to be basically unbeatable going forward.
0: Um, and it's better to have Charlotte beat Asuka than have Ronda Rousey beat Asuka.
2: Exactly. and that, that's, the, that's the point I forgot to bring up. You build up Asuka for, what, three and a half years or whatever, four years between NXT and main roster, and then she just loses to Ronda Rousey? That would rub people the wrong way. That would have bothered me, I know. So you have now just avoided that whole thing altogether, which I think was smart. So even though in the moment I was disappointed by the result, I wanted to see Asuka win. Love the match, and I think it sets things up maybe a little better for the next year than they would have been had Asuka won. Um, But then on SmackDown, we get the debut of the iconic duo, which I was very happy to see. And they came in with a bang. Yes. Like quite literally destroyed Charlotte. Leading to Carmella cashing in and becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion. And my only nitpick is James Ellsworth. <laughs> Second nitpick,
1: that referee was the worst referee to That ever annoyed me so much. Ever. That, that really killed it for me.
2: I mean, I'll give it to them that they probably, because it's happened before like that, where it just took them too long for her to cash in and she didn't get to. And I think they wanted to build that suspense of, oh my God, she's not going to win because this ref is going to mm-hmm. kill it. And she ultimately ends up winning. I just feel like I'm happy for her. I think it's awesome that she's now the longest person, She's got the longest time holding the briefcase. She actually succeeded, the first person to win the briefcase and the first woman to cash in successfully. But I just felt like the story was so, like James Ellsworth was so much a part of that story. And it's... It, I'm, I'm not taking away from her accomplishment, but I felt like something was missing, and he was what was missing. But awesome for her. I'm happy for her. I don't know how long she holds it, but I thought it was great that it happened. And the crowd loved it, which I was really yeah, happy
0: about. I, I'm just very excited to have my finally have my iconic duo on SmackDown. Because <laughs> they, they shine. They roasted Charlotte on the mic. I thought it was fantastic. I'm glad to have him on SmackDown and on my TV on a weekly basis.
1: Oh, yeah. Some fresh eye eye candy, I definitely approve. Uh, Coming back from New Orleans, me and um, Payne Royce were on the same airplane. I just wish Billy (laughs) Kay was with her because
2: Billy Kay is sheesh. (laughs) (laughs) So they were both at the Performance Center when I did that first All Access that they offered. They did not really have a gimmick yet, they just kind of wore these like orange and purple outfits and. They were enhancement talent at that point. I don't even know if they had been on TV yet. I think they had, or they were right after. But I remember during the promo class, hearing them cut a promo together. And I think I even told you guys Mm -hmm. immediately, they have something. Like They are very funny together. There's a thing about them, and I'm glad that they tapped into it and they're letting them do it. And I'm so excited to have them there because I think they're going to be great additions to the women's division. Yeah,
0: because I remember... um... I know maybe twenty sixteen, or at the end of twenty sixteen, the first year doing the show, we were doing some NXT episode, NXT Takeover review, and I was and like, I was championing them, and then you kept saying, yeah, they were really really funny, mm-hmm. like they work very well together. They actually grew up together too, so that that that's also a plus. But I'm very glad to see them on my television, and I, I didn't mean to bring this up to you guys. I just keep kept forgetting. <laughs> what are your thoughts about them? Allegedly bringing in women's tag titles, you guys know my point. No more titles. Yeah, you, you I don't. Know I don't
2: need to see it. Um, I kind of hope that they don't. If they specifically do,
0: hmm?
2: you like
1: no WWE
0: in general bringing in women's tag titles.
1: I think if so, all the women need to be together.
0: Well, this is this is my thing. If they bring in women's tag titles, they have to have their own hour show because you can't. I don't know how you're gonna bounce them around back and forth like that because. Like, it was like, what brand does the show the titles go to? A kind of thing they would have to have, like, their own hour show. Just similar, similar to 205 Live.
1: What we're going to end up getting is an hour-long tag team to, uh show, and it's going to have a women's division and a cruiserweight
0: division.
2: I really hope that doesn't
0: happen. Nah. <laughs> 105 Live.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was, I wrote about this for TJR. Now, this is before I ever had the idea of the indies being the next wrestling boom, but I thought... Is women's wrestling what will lead to the next boom for WWE? Because the female audience to me was an untapped audience. And with women's sports and, you know, women in politics and whatever, it's reaching a new level. It's reaching new heights. And they're more powerful than women have ever been in our history. I thought maybe they do need their own show. And maybe that will be what. Catches on for WWE. Obviously, that didn't happen. And then I wanted the women's division to be solely on Raw. And obviously, they split it up. But yeah, I think if they're another title, because they barely have enough time for what they're already doing with the women's division on both shows. So I think to add that title, I don't want that to take away from what little they're already getting. As far as singles competition, so I do think it would require another whole show. Yeah. Which I don't know if they're going to do. I would, we should pray they don't do. Yeah, I don't want any more uh, programming, but obviously that decision is uh, above my pay grade.
1: Before we leave SmackDown's uh, women's division, I do got to say, uh, every year we talk about it. They make predictions on special entrances. Charlotte's WrestleMania entrance might have been my favorite entrance of Wrestlemania history hmm. I loved the Ric Flair music in the beginning it, just my comment uh, it I was, thought that was so good I mean I I know they I know hers is just like kind of like a techno hyped up version mm-hmm. but I thought it was great homage um, no, that's not a Triple H reference but it was great homage it was, it well, was done because well. it
2: was very similar to his entrance that she was a part of at Wrestlemania 30
1: true true <laughs> they, they both like to play homage
2: yeah, I did think it was a good entrance, though. Um, I thought it was cool what they did with the graphics for Asuka's entrance. I don't know what you guys saw. I don't think we room. saw that because
1: yes, I, I re-watched the match to, uh, this morning, and I was like, and then look, when I saw him fade away, I was like, ah, that's something you just saw if you're watching it at home.
2: Yeah, there was somebody else's entrance they Miz. did that for. That's Miz. right. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good entrance. It was a very good entrance. I don't know what my favorite mania entrance of all time is. I'd need some time to think about it.
1: Yeah, that's uh, off the fly, I'm sure. I mean, Michael's at 12. I mean, yeah. there, there's it, it was definitely mine for the day. Mm-hmm. For the day.
2: Raw Tag Team Championship. <laughs> a lot of speculation about who Braun's tag team partner was going to be. In my wildest dreams, it would have been James Ellsworth. <laughs> they weren't too far off from that. They picked a 10-year-old kid out of the crowd who, shockingly, a lot of people on social media... Thought it was just some random kid that got picked <laughs> out of nowhere. Clearly, they were never going to do that. He was, I believe, some type of WWE official son. John Cone. Still yeah. a good
1: storyline that if it is just a random kid.
2: Yeah, so Nicholas ends up being the tag team partner. Uh, was this awesome or was this awful? In the moment, I thought it was cool. Um, in
1: hindsight, there's countless... Bad things about it. Uh, it's a discredit to Sheamus and Cesaro, um, which arguably will go down as one of the greatest, like you know, bedfellow form tag teams of all time. <laughs> I mean, imagine how they're up there with Rock and Sock. If not, they're already a better than them. I mean, in ring they gel. They're they're two great singles competitors. It, it sucks that they lost to a, a fourth grader.
2: Um, well,
1: and then there was a bunch of. I mean, who didn't want to see? Samoa Joe as his partner, and then actually them keep the belts. Uh, we've been saying for how long that Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman need an accolade or the main roster sooner rather than later.
2: I forgot to mention, because we didn't really talk about Roman's promo, how great was Samoa Joe's promo Excellent. on Monday night? Excellent. I, I don't want to say I forgot how, how much I loved him, but I think he's been gone long enough that I forgot how much I missed him on the show. So,
1: it was great, and then instantly when it's over, I remember how much I hate Brock Lesnar, because (laughs) basically what we're going to get is, for a few weeks, up until Saudi Arabia, we're going to get Brock and Joe as the main event, and it's going to have no stakes until Roman wins the title.
2: Yeah, but promo was awesome. It was. thrilled to have him back. Can't wait to see him back in the ring. Can't wait to see him with the belt. Yeah. Universal title. Backlash. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, but Nicholas and win. Alo to you, awesome or awful?
0: Didn't bother me. You know, I, I just go with the flow. It didn't really bother me. It was it was fun. It was a it was a rest match for the crowd to get everybody ready for the main event for the main event. It didn't really bother me. Nicholas was over, I'll tell you that for sure. He was.
2: Here's why I loved it.
0: Um because I said all
2: along, I want Braun to win these tag team titles. without ever. Ha- I want him to win them with Elias without ever having to tag Elias in. I, I, I want I him to show up on Raw
1: and say, hey, Nicholas
2: can't defend it, but I'll keep him by myself. Yeah, or same thing with Ellsworth if it was him. Ellsworth ends up winning, winning a tag team championship without ever getting tagged into the match. So to me, this match was always going to be, Braun was going to win by himself. That was always the point of it. So what I loved was just the idea that he was like, it could be anybody. It doesn't matter. Um, And then they come out on Raw the next night, and I got a chuckle when he vacated the title saying, ah, Nicholas has a busy schedule. He's in the fourth grade. (laughs) I couldn't help but laugh at that. And he
0: said, get these hands.
2: Yeah. Um, And the crowd loved it. Um, Yeah, I I get the idea of that making – possibly making Cesaro and Sheamus look bad. But the reason I don't think it does is because that's just who Brock is. Brock would have beaten, they would have had Brock beat the rock and stone cold Steve Austin that night, you know? So I don't think that necessarily makes them look bad because Braun is that dominant. He is that much of a monster that he would have beaten whatever tag team he was in there against. Um, That leads to the tag team eliminator and we get AOP show up.
0: Are they winning the tag team titles next? I'm not sure because I'm looking at Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. I'm like, uh oh, this is—they this, might have something there.
2: I thoroughly enjoyed that too. <laughs> was is that Bray's original look—the leather apron or no?
0: No. Mm-mm.
2: How long in did he have that? Because I remember there being a stand the year, of him the on WWE at WWE shop when he was wearing the leather apron. That was, it, was, it was before he he won the title.
0: Yeah, it was like it was sometime in 2016. He had the apron, I believe
2: um like post draft okay yeah i i do like that they are now together well we already know matt hardy is
1: the goat on social media <laughs> but not 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 no uh there's no comment towards uh bray ripping anyone apart but he's already doing the hashtag um expedition of gold mm-hmm. so they're they're focused on the titles and i think that's I think that's the right move.
2: It is. Bray is, we got a whole world in his hands. Sing along on Monday night, Mm -hmm. which we haven't heard in a long time. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for it. As someone who was a supporter of Bray Wyatt for way longer than I probably should have been, I'm happy that maybe there is something for him coming up. And people are at least happy to see him doing something again.
0: Um, How great was the segment with Jeff backstage? Awesome. (laughs) I popped so hard.
2: Awesome. Um, Cena and The Undertaker. This, uh, as I said all along, I did not need to see The Undertaker anymore. I think he should have stayed retired. Unfortunately, he comes out and destroys John Cena in 2 minutes and 45 seconds. Now we are, we have The Undertaker back in the fold, which I have no desire to (laughs) see anymore. I wonder if he's going to be in the Superstar Shake-Up. Well, we already know. What brand is he on, anyway? We already know he's in the Greatest Royal Rumble in a casket match against Rusev. So, Rusev quite literally going to get buried. (laughs) Softly, I hope. Yes, the tweet that you mentioned to me before the show started. Uh, How was this for you guys? Was it...
1: Uh, all right, so I said earlier um, there are things that I'm going to contradict myself on. One, I'm still disappointed I did not get the American Badass, Big Evil, some type of incarnation of his other gimmick. Yeah. Um. I guess WWE, I, I know Vince hates that gimmick, so I guess that's really just put to bed and it's right. left in the early 2000s. And we are never going to get it again. Um, seeing Undertaker's entrance live is something special. You've heard every wrestler that's ever been on a podcast say that. You've heard anyone that's ever done any type of interview that is referred to having a match against The Undertaker. His entrance is special. Um, I think I saw it live at a Raw when I was younger. I don't think any of the shows I've went to in the past three years he's been at. Mm -hmm. Um, It was cool. Um, I will tell you that less than three-minute match Felt like it was longer. <laughs> um, well, because the segment was like a half hour. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It is what it is. I'm happy I got to see Taker out of mania. Um, I don't want to see him wrestle again. I want to know he's done. We're
2: gonna see him in New York next year. Mm-hmm.
1: Probably gonna bury someone and win a
2: belt. Well, the thing with Cena is obviously gonna be a thing for at least a little while, I assume. Because I think we're gonna see Cena and the Undertaker again. Oh. Uh ALO, your thoughts?
0: I didn't have a problem with it at all going even going into it because I gotta tell you something, man. When you watch the Undertaker's entrance, it's like a real it's really a spectacle. And that's and that's one reason everybody loves him. Like he's one of the he's one of the wrestlers that everybody just genu- genuinely loves. And it's never a problem seeing him because everybody everybody loves him. I thought with the whole hat re-emerging in the ring and then the lightning striking down and it's gone. I thought that was a nice touch. I, said, I thought all this was shot perfectly. And I don't have a problem with the way Cena went out. Because it's basically saying the Undertaker is not gone. The Undertaker is, is still here. So I didn't have a problem with that at all. And my only problem I had with this whole thing was, what now? Like, Cena's not there the next night. Taker's not there the next night. So what now? And I, I, I thought Cena sold all of this perfectly, too. Because he's like, okay, what the hell did I actually do? Cause yeah. he, had, he had the look of fear in his face the entire time, like the entire time, like he actually couldn't believe it. Like he was actually legit freaked out.
2: Yeah, for me, I just hate it because I feel like the end was last year. They should have let it be. Like I said, I have no desire to see him anymore. We don't need the Undertaker back. He didn't look better than ever. I, I agree. It I, just only I, I only
1: way I would have been okay. Don't get me. Wrong, I mean, Aaron basically explained my point. It was cool to see it again. I. Out of WrestleMania, I could say I saw Undertaker. I got to see him win. Um, I would have been happier if he came out in his other character. It would have made more sense. He put that character to rest last year. He talked about Souls resting in peace at Raw 25. I I don't know. Yeah. I just can't believe we're going to have to see him in Saudi Arabia. I think he's (laughs) probably too old. He shouldn't even be getting on an airplane to go over there.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Well,
0: like you said, like in, in,
1: in a dream world, it, he started at Survivor Series. Please bury the man at Survivor Series this year sooner than later.
0: Yeah. Well, like to to what you guys have been saying. Well, to, to hit on what you said about he looked better than ever, quote unquote. He kind of did because that's how they portray him to be, and he did it to John Cena. So remember, it's a television show. Whether you like it or not, they did what they're supposed to do. Yeah. It's television.
2: It's just to me, it's 2018. Let's be in 2018 and stop going back to 1998. I let, I agree. I've been I've been complaining since the
1: birth of this show about him. I'm accepting it. WrestleMania 40 is going to be the first one since 15 in Philly, and he's going to be there. And he's going <laughs> to win another match. I'm I'm done saying he's done. I'm done asking for it. It's not going to happen if I keep asking for it. So I'm. I don't know.
2: So Elias... hopefully by
1: 40 we get the American badass.
2: Hmm. I doubt it. Elias was in the middle of this segment. He played an impromptu gig on Bourbon Street, which I thought was great when I saw that video pop up on Twitter. I loved it. <laughs> um, he ended up getting destroyed by Bobby Lashley in his return to WWE on Monday night. Alo, are you excited for Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw?
0: I am because. I like I said, you were against him coming back because, but like I said, he's grown in the nine years since he's been gone. Like I said, he was he carried impact on his back. He was one of the few bright spots. I hate the headband. i always hate the whole headband thing. But even his promo, even the promo he cut on Dot Com, you wouldn't even got that kind of promo in two thousand seven. He had like like even his entrance video back then. He like. It had words floating around like hard hitting, soft spoken. Like he had, yeah. he had like a really soft voice or yeah. whatever, and he didn't really felt feel confident talking. But he he's way he's a way better talker now. He's a way better worker now. And I'm happy to have him back because the, any time you get to see a, new, a, a, a old face back in the WWE, I think it's, especially for him, he he left too soon. He was only around for two years right. in WWE, and he's grown a lot. So I'm happy to have him back. I'm looking forward to see what he does when he comes to WWE.
2: Um. Raw women's championship. Nia Jax wins. Uh I thought this was fine. Any thoughts on the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania? And don't feel like you guys have to have comments on it because
1: Predictable. Nothing this else. was
2: pretty low on the list for me of matches I was excited for.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Any thoughts on Nia Jax winning?
0: It was better than I thought. The matches they got a lot they got more time than I thought they did. I thought this match was actually pretty decent. For what it was, I like Nia taking out Mickey right away. Mm-hmm. Alexa even held her own with Nia, even even though Nia the bigger competitor. Nia almost killed her a couple of times, but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll move past it. I thought the twist of Bliss on the outside of Naya. It was great, but it was the perfect moment, and Nia actually legit squashed—not the her big thing—squashed yeah. Alexa. Like she said she was going to do it the Simone, drop on the top rope.
2: Exactly on Raw, she's in a tag match, and her partner is the debuting. Ember Moon, obviously that crowd, yeah, no pun intended, on fire for Ember Moon. I'm happy to see her on Raw. Do you think that there? Do you think she's going to be one of these acts that ends up being better on NXT, or do you think there's like a high upside for her on Raw?
0: It's hard to say because we know she's not the she's not the the best promo. Mm -hmm. We know that (laughs) we know that for a fact. Yeah, but nowadays your entrance kind of gets you over (laughs) to an extent. And the whole her, her whole in-ring work is very good. And we're not sure. But remember, a few months ago, they would say how Vince is going like, to step back from running Raw and SmackDown. And Triple H will be in charge of that. I think it's going to be about who's in charge of running the shows to see how far Ember actually does go.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. Um, women's Battle Royal. I could see it going either way
1: with her. She gets shaken up. She ends up on SmackDown.
2: So you think she won't even be on Raw. Oh,
0: she's not going nowhere.
2: <laughs> um Women's Battle Royal Naomi wins because of the tension between Sasha and Bailey. I kinda liked this. I thought it was great. Because we all assumed it was one of those two was gonna win. And Everyone I thought lie, so. I thought one of them did win. Yeah, we did too. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Naomi's in there and throws her out. So I liked that Bailey screwed Sasha. One of her best rear views of all time. Yes. yes. And I've said before, I love the difference between, for Sasha, this is all business. I just want to win championships. I just want to win matches. But we're still friends. And Bailey taking it personally, is like, no, I can't accept the fact that you're coming after me all the time. I like that Bailey was almost blinded by her anger towards Sasha that she cost herself the match. And we got a surprise winner. Um, so I thought that was cool. How did it come across in the arena? Great. Did you guys, so you guys didn't know Naomi was still a No. No. (laughs) Cause I didn't either. And I was like, well, maybe in the arena, you'd know, because you kind of see more of the ring. Maybe people that were like front, front row, like really, like I think
1: first two or three rows may have called it. But I mean, where we were on the risers, it was, it wasn't even a thought.
2: Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a good, uh, Decision on their part. And last thing from the women's division, on Monday night, Paige retires from in-ring competition. I felt pretty bad for her. We've talked about this on the show before, that this whole thing is a shame for her. Everything she's been through in the last couple years. But then on Tuesday night, we find out that Daniel Bryan is stepping down as GM, and Shane names Paige GM of SmackDown. I'm happy for her that she's still involved. I'm happy that she has a role. Will she succeed as SmackDown GM? Do you think this is a good spot for her?
0: It depends because nowadays the general manager is nothing but a prop. Now, like when, we, when we when we've had female general managers in the past, they were like a part of the show. Like we had v- Vicky Guerrero with Edge. Stephanie was the when Stephanie was the general manager of SmackDown. She she booked matches. You saw her in the office, but she was like. A part of the show, to an a part of the show, like putting her foot down or whatever, be like being a, a legit authority figure. And um, even with AJ Lee for the short period, for the short time period we got, she was like a part of the show. Now I don't know how they're gonna book Paige, but the way they book all the general managers now, like they're just props. They'll make a match or you, you know, come out like, okay, well you're gonna face this person, or they come in or they march somebody marches in the office and they make a match. It all depends about how they actually like, present her. But if she's just gonna. Be in the office and make a match, or when two people are fired, you're gonna have a match, and that's just the general general manager stick.
2: Yeah, I I do think that's what she's gonna be. I don't think they're gonna carve out some bigger role for her, but I do think she will at least be entertaining in that role. And I I do th- I'm glad that now there's a change on Raw or on SmackDown that it's not just Shane and Daniel, so it's something different. And I'm just happy that she has a place there still. So, Eck, what do you think? I think there's something good
1: they can do with it. Obviously, all the um, all the girls are on the show. They're all going to have an input. Um, you're really going to get to see girls go back and forth with her. And, I mean, if she can kind of stay where she's at, I mean, the fans obviously love her and they're upset that she's retired. So, I mean, it's kind of, kind of to piggyback off what Aaron's just said, to my memory... When Stephanie was uh, first as SmackDown GM, I mean, we really haven't seen a complete like face GM since that. Almost, I mean, AJ was kind of like an in between role when she was. So I mean, that this is something that I think they could play off pretty good. I'd also like to see. I mean, I got a kind of a idea on what she's going to be doing with the girls, but I really want to see her get involved with also the men's division, and and see how she'll play with some of those characters because you've kind of seen her with some of those people. You know, back in 2013, 2014, uh, or I, I guess mainly just fourteen. Um, but you haven't really seen her with a lot of male characters, unless it's been behind the scenes or anything. So the way she'll play off with the champions and maybe like setting up matches for that, I think we can, we can be forced to see some good entertainment there.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, Even if she like gets in some, like gets in some of the male talent's faces, like like stands up to them to a, to an extent. That'll be good, but the whole GM thing. We're, we're, like Even with Angle, when he came back last year, like we're happy to see him, but it's just it gets tired after a while because he does the same thing. Yeah, you can only do so much. Yeah.
2: Um, but you
0: can always
1: save yourself and bury TNA and make a comment like that. Yeah, and right. You're loved again.
2: <laughs> exactly. I don't have a whole lot else to talk about. There's a couple other matches. If you guys have anything uh, to throw in, obviously feel free. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the most short-changed match on the card. I think we all had ideas that disc would compete for Match of the Night, and I think they got five minutes. Yeah. So the Usos, all that talk about them never being on the main card, and they get a five-minute match where they drop their titles. Uh, any thoughts other than just the fact that it was shortchanged? Uh, I mean,
1: 14-plus matches to put on for a 10-hour show. I mean, I don't, I don't know how mad you can get at Mania for having... A short match. I mean, I'm sure they're going to feel some sort of way. But then again, I do appreciate, you know, they, they got halfway down the stage and they started kind of like stopping each other and taking it in. <laughs> and they're like, you know, look around. And you could tell it meant something to them, uh, which was great. It, it was exactly what we expected. I thought I, I there was a chance we get get some more in-ring quality and a time, of course. We knew the Bludgeon Brothers were going to win. And it's kind of one thing with Mania up and down the card. I feel like it was almost hard to give. Like, if one match was really good and then you got a match that kind of was one of the crappy side afterwards, I, to me, sometimes the match before could have overshadowed it, and it's like, okay, well, that wasn't so bad. You know, at least you got a good match before. As long as, like, every other match. When you're getting so many of them, if every other match is good, I mean, I guess it's worth something.
2: Yeah, I just felt like these three teams could have put on a great match and they didn't get a chance to. Uh, I also think it's weird that, so we also had the United States Championship match, Jinder Mahal, United States Champion. Are you Are going to say what I think you're going to say? Well, it's weird that on SmackDown, we have two number one contenders matches where the previous champion who, quote unquote, has a rematch clause, ends up winning the number one contendership. I agree. Why did they need to win number one contendership when they already had a rematch? I guess they couldn't come
1: up with any other matches (laughs) to put them for SmackDown. I don't know. I guess it was to get a more quality uh,
2: tag team match for that weekend in New Orleans. I guess. Uh, Thoughts on the United States championship match? Rusev Day. Over. Yes. Over AF. Mm hmm. Most over thing in the company, possibly. Most Outside it, of Daniel Bryan. Most over thing in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, I... Was this match good? I didn't really watch it. I was taking a piss. Match was good. Um, Cruiserweight Championship match. I did watch this on USA. By the way,
1: next time you
2: go to a uh,
1: stadium and you want to take a piss and there's a huge line, listeners, li- listen up. What you do is you go over to the exit. There's a... Sec- you know, security guy or something there. Nope, this is only for exit. I lost my glasses. <laughs> Do you know if anyone's seen a pair? No. Do you mind if I run in and go check real quick? Please.
2: <laughs> Boom.
1: Straight to the pisser. Ah, work.
2: buddy, I didn't find him.
1: <laughs> and then you need to use the pisser again? Go to a different one. It'll yeah. work again.
2: That's a good, uh, some good, a good advice. Good public restroom tip. Free
1: advice. You need any more restroom tips, you call me, there, there's a fee.
2: Yeah, Cruiserweight Championship match. I did watch this on USA. I thought it was really good. Um, obviously... Or USA. Not... You didn't watch it on the network. Look at you. No, I didn't. Um, I thought that this was really good. Obviously, I have been super invested in 205 Live, but I liked the match a lot. Cool seeing Cedric Alexander get that moment. The way he kind of hugged Mustafa Ali afterwards, I thought was like a great moment. Uh, what was this like to see live?
0: It was good. I, I just wish pe- more people popped for what was going on in the ring because, like we said, the problem with the is not everybody gets get a chance to care about them. But, like I said, Richie even texted me. He's like, oh, why didn't they pop for Charlotte doing a Spanish fly, but they didn't pop for the cruiseways doing a Spanish fly off the top of the row. But it's a that heartfelt moment with Cedric grabbing Mustafa Ali, it's like, we finally did it. Like We did it. Pre-show sure yeah. or not, that place was still packed. So they, kind of, they still did make it. So
1: the stadium was Packed early. I mean, by the time we got there, we got there like as the finish was happening to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and we get to our seats. There's a good bit of people around us, Um, and I'll say, you know, unlike how you would have been if you were there and prepping Aaron, I, the chants around me normally it don't get to me. It does like I don't care if somebody's booing the person I want to win or if the Miz is in the ring and someone's cheering him next to me. I usually don't let that get to me, but everyone around me. There was people right in front of us saying, oh, it's, it's the cruiser. It's I'm, I'm, I'm going to go get food. All right, and There's people behind me like, I don't even know who this is. I, I heard from eight or so more people in the area that couldn't give a crap about this happening, which was a damn shame because it, it was an entertaining match. There was a, a story here. There was a feud. It was the end of a tournament. And these two put a clinic on a month and a half prior.
2: Yeah, I, I think and Alo, correct me if I'm wrong, but the crowd was definitely into Aries and Neville last year. Yeah. And I thought it was a shame that they weren't this year, but it might just speak to the fact that Neville had such a great run that he mattered. And Austin Aries obviously mattered. He won a lot of people over on commentary and with his journalism and all of his scoops that he was bringing out every week. And they were also, even at that time, I mean... That was the
1: second pay-per-view of Neville with that title. Yes, he was in in the earlier part of a great heel run, but Neville Neville already had a name, he already had credibility, and he should have already had a fan base within the company. It seems like this whole roster is still developing that. Well,
0: another problem is they haven't been on Raw, (laughs) except once other than that, except once leading into Mania. But other than that, since Angel's been gone, they haven't been on Raw. Which, which, which could be a gift and a curse.
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's something they fix in the near future. If not, I mean, you almost put that brand on both shows because, I mean, these guys are traveling Monday and Tuesday and they're at both arenas. I mean, they're going to need to get that title to matter or Raw or they're going to have to put it out there. I mean, they really haven't put the focal point on it since Enzo did leave.
2: Yeah, it was a shame how little people cared about it. Uh, that's everything I have in my notes. Anything that you guys want to mention that we haven't talked about?
1: Well, unanimous that match of the night for Mania was um, Charlotte, Oscar. and I'll still
2: yes. say one of my favorite matches of
1: the weekend was Cody versus Kenny, which was another thing that you know, our family little clan down there did get to go see. Uh, it was a great match. Cody goes over on Kenny. Um, the Crap
2: thrilled about it.
1: I believe so. <laughs> he, he had his hands wrapped around something while it was happening. He was saying... <laughs> Flip Gordon and the Bucks have a great match with um, the SoCal Uncensored. Um, interference in there from the Kingdom, who was barred from the arena. Uh, card was long. The show was long. The event was long. So I guess now Mania is not only going to be where all indie shows go to also put on a show. Yeah. I guess now indies are going to try to put on shows too
2: long. Right. <laughs> Alo, any final thoughts? before we get into listener questions
0: John Cena excellent name blockers
2: (laughs) I'm happy to hear that yes Uh, so do we have any listener questions this week
0: yes we have one from the Godfather podcast Joe Lafferty
2: thank you Joseph Lafferty
0: I'm exhausted (laughs) if you could change one thing over the past three days what would it be and why hmm
1: Eck, anything you would change? Oh, jeez. Uh, since it's on the spot, and I didn't realize he said over the past three days. I love the unpredictability of it, of how the whole show went. Um, SmackDown, if I could, or I'm sorry, or Mania, if I could have changed something, I would have had Braun actually have a, a partner, not Elias, not Nicholas, and someone that he could have kept the titles with. Yeah, uh, I thought that could have been something fun. Uh, Orn Raw. Orn Raw post that six man tag, a heel turn from either Jeff or Balor. Orn SmackDown,
2: that cash
1: in to not have that idiot referee.
2: <laughs> Fair enough, because that was annoying. If I could change one thing from the past three days, I'm only going to say one thing from the entire weekend. I would change Brock Lesnar being the champion and Brock Lesnar resigning Because I don't I don't want him in WWE anymore. I don't want him holding that title. I want him to go in UFC if that's what he wants to do. I want him to go live in Canada if that's what he wants to do. But I don't want to have him holding up the main title, and I just don't want to see him on WWE TV anymore. That's what I would change. A-Lo? Oh, hold on.
1: Uh, never mind. You only said three days. If he would have gave you five... It would have been Goldberg not to be in the Hall of Fame.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't even want to acknowledge that. I didn't watch the Hall of Fame. I have no idea what happened between Goldberg and Kid Rock. There was no chance I was going to spend. Well, a supposedly,
1: second of my time. Hillbilly Jim had a forty-five plus minute speech. Oh
2: my Yikes.
1: god! What is wrong with him?
2: I don't know. I heard it was decent though, but that is really.
1: Lame. I it probably was decent the first couple of minutes.
2: <laughs> Alo, what would you have changed?
0: see you almost debuts.
2: I was expecting that myself and I was surprised that he didn't.
1: Well, I'll play my best friend's role, and he loves to talk about the dirt sheets. If the rumor's true and he's gonna show up on SmackDown and make a heel tag team with Shinsuke, book it.
2: That'd be pretty great. Fire. Um, yeah, it would be good. So, Stump Alo, are you ready huh. this week? Oh, we're back. We are back. Okay. Stump Alo from Joe Lafferty. The Raw after WrestleMania 2012 featured the return of two previous superstars. Who are they? I don't know what WrestleMania that is, so that might make this harder. Hold on. Well, then I don't. Do you got to give that up? I'm gonna give them which WrestleMania it was. Yeah,
0: laugh may not want me. I too. already know oh. half of it. That's 27, correct? Let's see. Mm. 28.
1: 28.
0: Okay. The return of how many two
2: to the return of two previous superstars. Who are they?
0: Twenty eight. The Bellas, it wasn't the Bellas? Mm-mm. No, no, it was they came up before
1: twenty nine. Wait, time about How many guesses does he get? Uh, I'm gonna give him five guesses.
2: Okay. Two superstars, Aaron, one, come one on. big name, and one not as big name. One big name. Oh, I'm um, see. Brock. Again. That is one. There you go. He might be stumped. Yeah, this is the one I'll really be impressed if you get. So you got two
1: guesses in. One's right. You have three guesses for the other one.
0: The raw after. <laughs> it's some bum. Is it some bum? Uh, uh, kind of.
1: He's still... I, I'm, I'm so oh. indecisive on this. I'll, I'll, I hope I hope not give too much of it. I thought, this, some, I thought this was something they they, they dropped the ball. Or.
2: He's had we, some decent runs. Back. He's still
1: got three guys. We can't give it all
2: away. Um. And he still has some relevancy to the company.
0: 28. Brock, I don't know how's it next night. Ryan versus Sheamus. Next thing on Raw. Huh. He said he's retired, right?
2: Retired as an in-ring competitor.
0: Hmm.
2: Like I said, he still has some relevancy within the company. He has a role in the company. No mas. Draw a picture, man. It's, just... <laughs> it's clearly not helping.
0: No. <laughs> He's got three guesses. Even no, if- I, I'm trying to think of something. I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to think about what happened the next month on the car. That's when Brock and Cena had that, they had their um, street fight. I'm trying to think what else happened because Punk Floyd Jericho again.
1: This was uh, good and laugh. I almost wanna okay. I I just looked up his debut and I looked up the Mania 28 The dates do match because um, after he makes another guess, I got a, a hint for him. I got I, I know hints that can be given, but not give too much away. <sighs> he already got the hint of us a dude.
0: Like, that really narrows it down. Well, you
1: started with the Bellas.
0: No, because the Bellas, that was 29 before. <laughs> uh, you said they, they made a return?
2: Somebody who was with the company before. So they came back.
1: They did get vignettes. He, he did get vignettes prior to this return.
0: And it's after WrestleMania 28?
1: Mm-hmm. His in ring debut, and first time on the screen, excluding vignettes. You're going to be stumped. He
2: tapped Lord
1: Tenside. Tensai.
2: He rents Albert. I thought the that he has a role with the company might. Uh, I thought that, that was giving it away. I thought
0: Lord Tenzin is like the most irrelevant name. <laughs> I think of, that that went to poop. Yeah. When he beat Cena, they should have. You no, know, he was supposed. They was he was supposed to get a title run.
1: And then he just gave up on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he beat
1: Cena, which yeah. no one was doing on Raw. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, Alo, valiant effort as always. I look forward to the return of Stump Alo next week. Where you can get this one back, uh, LeBron James. Well,
0: Eric has a throwback pick.
2: Oh. Hmm.
0: Oh God.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah now I remember. Uh, uh, ECW, barely legal.
0: Okay. The first one.
2: Yes. What year? The ninety-seven. Ninety-seven.
0: Okay. I had a figure. I had a, I had a feeling you were doing that. <laughs>
2: So ECW barely legal is throwback for May.
0: April, April. slash May.
1: Whatever. Okay. Wait, um, wait. Time out. Let me make sure this is the right Because the
0: month, the, we have the greatest Rumble of the 27th, then backlash is, the ne- is that next Sunday. May so 6th, yeah, my birthday. So, so it's a weird thing. No matter what, you're good. You should be good no matter what. Yeah. Um, so
2: LeBron James. Uh, You were in town on Friday evening facing our young Joel and Beadless 76ers with the number three seed in the East on the line. You came in, and you were conquered, as I predicted. Uh, You came back from a 30-point deficit, lost by two, but lost nonetheless. The Sixers are officially ahead of you in the standings, and I offer you this opportunity once again to come in to Philadelphia, the city where I believe you will be playing next year, to sit on our throne and do an episode of Unsanctioned. If you need to get away from the fact that your team is crumbling around you and has been for the majority of the season, if you want to get your mind off of that, we can sit down and talk some old-school wrestling.
0: Um A-Lo? Well, LeBron, you will see the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> where... where- if you don't take, if you if you and Cleveland don't take care of your business quickly as possible, I think you may run out of gas, and the Sixers may actually go to the NBA Finals with Kyrie hurt because that that's a big opening. Because I had the Sixers going to the Conference Finals, it won't be pretty. I think they'll struggle through a lot of it. I'm not sure who because the the games are They're still going. Officially
2: on. playing Miami.
0: Okay, so Miami they usually get the they usually get they, they get the upper hand on the Sixers a lot. I don't. Dwayne Wade will be the X factor in that series. I don't think any of these series with Sixers will be pretty. I think they'll be rough, six to seven game series a lot of the time. Even, even I think they'll play Boston in the second round. Boston, no joke, even without Kyrie, especially defensively. So, I got you in the conference finals. Sixers, LeBron. I think you'll meet the Sixers in the conference finals. So, get it done quick. Get all these series done quick as possible so you can get to the to the finals as soon as possible.
2: You'll theoretically be in town for at least four dates. Yeah, if you want to squeeze us in, we'd be more than willing to accommodate. Yeah, the Sixers play Miami. I think the one advantage they have, because they won't have Embiid, I don't think, for game one, maybe not even the first two games, Hassan Whiteside, the Sixers play so fast without Embiid. He'll stay off the floor. Hassan Whiteside might not be able to get on the floor, and that's their arguably their best player, maybe second-best player, behind Dragic. I think it'll be an interesting series. If the Sixers win that, they play the winner of Milwaukee and Boston. And then they would play either Toronto or Cleveland in the conference finals. Should be a fun ride. I look forward to uh discussing it. Uh who's the MVP. Of the league? Yes. LeBron is always going to be the MVP to me, but who's going to win it is James Harden. James Harden. He's going to win it.
0: Yeah, James Harden.
2: Ben Simmons, rookie of the year. Rudy Donald. Gobert, yeah. defensive player of the year. <laughs> um and don't be surprised if Ben Simmons sneaks his way onto the all NBA third team, because he's been he's being listed as a guard and forward, so he may sneak on to the All NBA third team as a forward. Um, but that's the show. Any final thoughts? Well, just to confirm, it is barely legal, nineteen ninety seven. Okay. So anyone that's
1: WWE spent, get ready. Everybody, stay, stay, to stay WWE tuned. Spent. We're gonna do a great. Throwback Madness coming in the near
2: future.
0: You hit our Richie? (laughs) He'll be into that? Yes, he will. Good.
2: Uh, So, listen to False Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Perfect Edge with Donovan. Uh, Throwback Madness Road to WrestleMania. We have five new ones that were put up all through the month of March. Unsanctioned. We have 24 episodes that you can go back and listen to. They are evergreen, they're never out of date. Subscribe on iTunes. Five star
0: ratings and reviews. Elroy Prepson on YouTube. Alo move some merch. Whatamaneuve.net to embrace the madness. And callinumber.com is promo code Batman for 10% off your. Order.
2: Only working promo code in the business. That is the show. That is a wrap on WrestleMania season. For ek 2 fly Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European Champion. We call him Alo. Dang. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. We will see you.
1: next day, Hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man. I hate my balls. Shut the mission, man. and they shake the land off the cell. Fans love, it ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome.
2: Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.